We'd like to welcome everybody back to the Football's Family Podcast. And I've got a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. It's uh, uh, Dan Cisco. I'm in uh, California. I'm author of the new book, uh, California Sports Astounding. And uh, it's basically a fun, unknown, and surprising facts from statehood uh, of 1850. Uh, from statehood till now. So a little bit of everything and over 65 men's and women's sports. Well, I'm looking for it. it it's, it's broken down by, by date, and I think that's pretty cool. But I'm looking for May 27th, Mr. Dan. I'm not seeing anything for my birthday in here. <laughs> May Was it May 27th? May 27th? Yeah, yes, sir. It goes from May 26th to May 28th. So that tells you that nothing good is happening with <laughs> <on> my birthday. <laughs> oh my God. You know, what am I doing? I'm going to, you know, the host is going to shoot me here. Oh, well, well, see, I'm over here in Tennessee. He's over there on the on the left coast. Um, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you what, we're going to, we're going to get your book out and then you're going to admit it, admit it here and you're going to, you're going to fix that. So we'll find something from May 27th. But tell me, um, California is is a obviously it's a sports filled state. You have so many teams, so much history. Uh, give us a glimpse of what is in this book. Well, basically, I wanted to um, find out, discover, you know, how sports started in California. You know, when was the very first? Um, hockey match or a tennis match, what have you. Um, so it was, it was a, kind of a goal of mine to preserve this history because it's California history, number one. So it should be preserved. And it's just like Tennessee, right? Tennessee should have the same kind of a book that preserves your history, your sports history from day one. You know, when was the first basketball game where, you know, where was it held? Those kinds of things. And I thought I would um, include just some fun facts, some uh, birthdays of famous athletes, uh, famous events, keep it really lighthearted and uh, put in as many entries as I could. And uh, I did over 65 sports and I probably started another 10 or 20 uh, that didn't quite get there. But um, it's kind of a light, breezy uh, a read because um, otherwise, you and I, even if we were working, it would never get finished. So, the, you know, this book is not an encyclopedia. However, there's there's quite a bit of history in it. And um, that was kind of the goal. You know, I my birthday is May 19th and yours is the 27th. So we're only kind of like a week apart. And I tried to put in as many May entries as I could. <laughs> I have to go back to work when this is all said and done. In the next edition, I'm going to strive. I'm going to make sure that the 27th of May is in. Yes, there. sir. Yes, sir. See that that makes me feel better that there's going there's effort being made to remember May 27th. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm talking about. Uh, Dan is having to deal with something. My webcam on my computer is malfunctioning, so he has seen the picture of me with my two daughters there, uh, and he's getting blinded by my bald head. So I appreciate his good attitude during this time. Uh, tell me, are you a lifelong Californian? Um, 
Yeah, born and raised here in San Diego. Um, I traveled uh, quite a bit throughout the state, but I'll be honest, I still haven't seen all of it. It's so big. Um, but uh, always always been interested in, in California history. I've, I've been a sports fan my whole life, and I thought it'd be kind of kind of cool to bring that together. Um, you know, we have uh, museums and Hall of Fames for individual sports, and um, so this is kind of like the the contribution towards that. Uh, but you know, it, it takes a lot of research. I'll tell you that much. And I had a lot of help from a lot of people. So thankfully, uh, I'm very grateful for that. So, do you? Um, how do you fact check? Well, I I uh, was a librarian for over 25 years. I worked for the federal government, and I had to go to library school and get my degree, and and then go out and you know work in various types of libraries. So I guess I could say that my strength is uh, research, how to evaluate sources, looking at multiple sources, and especially on the internet. There's so many. People just throw up a website overnight. I mean, you and I could put together a book and it may not be complete or even accurate, but that would still take us several months or years. But with the internet, people are just putting up websites that kind of regurgitate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me that stuff on the internet's not real? No, I'm I'm saying there's a lot, there's a lot of great <laughs> stuff on the internet. That's that is real. There's a lot of good stuff, but in in high school and college, there's not that many courses on teaching people how to evaluate information for completeness, yeah, bias, um, accuracy, um, the whole bit. So again, you know, a, a certain fact may be presented, and then other people see it; they just copy and paste it. But what if the initial fact was not? correct. Maybe it's missing something. Maybe the dates are wrong. I mean, even Wikipedia makes a, a great attempt at trying to chronicle so much information. But, you know, they're still dependent on people saying, oh, wait, hey, wait a minute. Uh, you know, you got you got the year correct, but I, I think the date's wrong. And in coming up with that information. So I had to do a lot of, uh, you know, interviews with people talking getting uh, right to the source. And uh, if I did use secondary sources, you know, verifying as much as I could. So it, it's a matter of looking at a lot of different things. California sports history, you know, you might rely on a, a video for, for one sport and another sport, you might have 10 or 20 books to sort through. So each one was kind of fun. It was kind of a a fun challenge to, you know, get as much history as we could and try to be as accurate as we could and have fun with it. And that's kind of where we're at. Of course, this type of book is never, never really done. And that's okay because I had a lot of help. <laughs> so you no, know, I'm it, looking, I'm looking at your references and all the things that you've looked at. Um, I'm, I'm currently trying to get my master's degree and one of the classes I took introduction to grad. Um, they spent a whole lot of time talking about this. So I do appreciate, you know, I was messing around about the internet, but I do appreciate how, how in depth you've gotten on these, on these facts. 
That is well, uh, that, that's you know, a testament you, to you. You know, it, well, thank you for that. And um, a lot of it is, you know, going to these uh, newspapers and uh, periodicals of the time. Uh, maybe there weren't any magazines or or uh, pamphlets or other things, but there might have been newspaper articles. And then I would look at those from multiple newspapers, the coverage on the same day, and that varied, of course, because maybe that writer was for the Associated Press, or maybe it was United Press International, or maybe it was just a freelance author who didn't, who, who was limited in their word count. But uh, yeah, just the newspapers alone. <laughs> I mean, it's it just like never, never ending, but it, a very fascinating look at California, especially between 1850 and let's say 1900. By then, most of the major sports had been invented. And from 1900 on, of course, sports just exploded across America, you know, Tennessee and Florida and California and everywhere else. So um, it, your, it's your state, though, I, I'm this is mainly a football podcast, but I love to talk about every type of sport. Uh, your state, the, the, the difficulty getting to California to go you know, uh, that all that way. So yes, there was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot, a lot of ways to go. And, you know, a lot of the sports you know, that came here, obviously most of our American sports were invented or introduced in the East coast, of course. And then they worked their way across to California. So, you know, those sports were in existence for many years before they even reached the golden state. Now, if I were to ask you today, being a lifelong Californ Californian, uh, <laughs> that's the best I can do with my Tennessee vernacular. Um, what teams do you, if you say I root for these teams, this is my team, what what are they? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I've just, I guess I've changed allegiances over the years, but with, with football, you know, I started out with the American Football League, and that's when the Chargers became one of the first franchises in the AFL. And um, so it was the San Diego Chargers, man. And but beautiful they, the first powder year was blue after, jerseys. Powder blue, yeah. just amazing. Yep. yep. The first year, they were in Los Angeles for one year. People forget that, but they were there for one year. Then they moved south to San Diego, where they stayed for many decades. And then now, of course, they're back in Los Angeles. Uh, but over the years, I've, you know, I've, I've followed the Rams for a while. I, I followed the 49ers, uh, the Raiders. I mean, we just have so many sports here. So if your team's not doing good and you start to hate them, at least you got a backup. There's someone <laughs> else you can follow <laughs> for a while. You know, Are you a, are you a Padres fan? Padres? Yes. I followed the Padres, but um, growing up, I f actually followed the Dodgers because, you know, back then, the Padres were strictly a, a minor league franchise. So growing up as a kid, I followed the Dodgers, and and I, I, I like the Giants, too. And, then of course, later on, the Athletics moved west, and they ended up in Oakland. 
So you had all all those teams to choose from. Then the Angels, right? Los Angeles Angels and all that. So there was a lot of teams to choose from. But I guess baseball-wise, I started with the Dodgers, following everyone else. And right now, the Padres are the one professional franchise in San Diego as far as the, the big four sports, baseball, football, basketball, hockey. The Padres are the only thing left in town. We have other professional sports of, you know, smaller sports. So the Padres are kind of a a big deal because it gets our all of our attention. But uh, Petco Park is a great baseball park. It's downtown. Um, it's it's very intimate. It's 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 close. Fans are close to the action. It's exciting. But then you know, hey, Dodger Stadium. That's tough to beat. You know, that's one of the great. That's one of the great stadiums in America. I would love to see that. Uh, I grew up. Oakland uh, A's fan and a Los Angeles Dodgers fan just because of Oral Hershiser. Oh yeah, when yeah, because he was throwing shutouts every four days, you know, fifty-six straight innings. Yeah, and then he broke the record, which was held by Don Drysdale, the a Dodger himself. So you know, the Dodgers always had this great pitching, right? And uh, but if you're a sports fan, you want to go to California. Uh, Dodger Stadium, the Rose Bowl, you know, those are venues well worth seeing. And, of course, if you go up to, you know, San Francisco, the Bay Area, going to see a baseball game, uh, you know, at Oracle Park now, you know, right on the water, right on San Francisco Bay. They hit a home run. It goes into the Bay. So uh, the Chase Center for the Warriors basketball they have their great venues as well. So one thing of- I, I regret, of course, I never had the chance to do it. I wanted to see a game at Candlestick. Well, go. I went in the daytime. It was a one o'clock game. It was in August. I wore long sleeves. I thought, okay, I, I'll be fine. No problem. <laughs> I still froze. I froze <laughs> to death in the middle of summer. <laughs> but you got to go. But the the, the stadium so beautiful. And the, and the current location is so amazing. If you go, make sure it's a day game. Baseball is a game to be played in the daytime anyway, but especially that stadium, that environment, you'll love it. All right. Give me, I'm going to, I'm going to tax your brain here. You ready? Yeah. Give me five, five must do. If I had unlimited funds, I'm I'm doing a I'm going to do a GoFundMe to get unlimited funds. Five things that I've got to do if I come to California. Five sports things I got to do. Five sports things. Yes. Oh man. Now the Rose Bowl will be on that. Yeah, the Rose Bowl. You know that's that that one. I put that in Dodger Stadium. So you've got those two covered. That's two already. Oh boy. Um. You know, you know what would be neat. Uh, well, gosh, it's hard to limit, and there's so many sports. I mean, you know, I got a question for you. All right. Before I answer this one, what what is what do you think is California's official state sport? Oh, good gracious! 
Um, I don't know. Okay, and that's fine. But uh, our state legislature has decided that surfing is the official state sport. They made that uh, proclamation, and it's and it's fantastic because we have some of the best surfing in the world, not just America. I mean, and I mean, I mean, California. If you go surfing here, you probably don't have to go surfing on the East Coast so much. The conditions are so much different. Um, but I would I would say, you know, going going to see a surf contest here, that would be unique. Yeah, the problem with that, I burn so easy. I don't tan. I burn. And oh, really? oh, you burn. Oh, I, I, I light on fire. I, I see a fluorescent bulb and I'm burnt. <laughs> okay. Well, for California sports, if you're going to do something, I would say let's let's pick a, let's pick some other stuff for you then. We'll get you indoors. Yes, please. <laughs> we'll, get you, we'll get you. Um, hmm. <laughs> um, Shoot. Uh, let me think. Let me think. I'll, I'll let, let you. I'll let you think on that. I want to bring up a, a story while you're thinking on that. Okay. If you look on that picture, on my picture, that little girl on the right with the okay. brown hair, she. We adopted her. Her name is Harmony. She. Her biological father was not American. He was from Mexico. He doesn't speak a lick of English. So she got that dark hair, dark eyes. She tans. She's the only McFarland that tans. Uh, the rest of us just burn. Uh, one of the things that gets me about this, September 11th, 1960, the original name of the Oakland Raiders was going to be something completely different. <laughs> and, ah, you, can, you, you know this one off the top of your head. You remember <laughs> what it was going to be? <laughs> Can you imagine coming up with a nickname? I mean, especially with the internet nowadays. I mean, back then, 1960, right? Yes. I mean, we it was it was a more of a fun thing. The fans got involved. Hey, I got a great nickname for our, our, our new football team in town, you know, and everyone participated. You know, you 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 put it on a postcard or you wrote to the radio station and, and whatever, and we all made suggestions and Oh my gosh, Senorita! <laughs> and I was thinking, you want my daughter? Oh, let me tell you a little story here, Mr. Dan. Uh, she told me, she "said Daddy, I'm Mexican, right?" I said, "No, you're 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 half you're half, sweetheart." But she said, "I'm still Mexican." I said, "Yes, yes, you are." So she said, "I can eat this hot salsa." She took the hottest salsa, took it on a chip. And put it in her mouth. Said, "I can eat this because I'm Mexican." I said, "Sweetheart, that's not how that works." <laughs> Within a minute, she was crying. She was coughing. She was drinking water. I said, "Sweetheart, that's just not how that works. <laughs> it just doesn't work <laughs> like that." But I can't imagine calling something a, a team the Senors. I mean, isn't, isn't that a little bit much? <laughs> and that's what's so so much fun because. I mean, it's just like any any team that comes into a town 
and everyone's excited. But you know, the, the the important thing, and people love nicknames. They love sports nicknames. What are you gonna? I mean, what are you gonna call that? Well, I mean, I mean, even when the Lakers came to Los Angeles, right? They were the Minneapolis Lakers, and they moved from Minnesota out to Los Angeles. And the sports writers were like, "Well, we got to come up with a new nickname." I mean, I mean, we're we're miles away from any lakes. We're, you know, I mean, this doesn't make any sense. There's no water in Los Angeles. Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, come on, you can go out to Santa Monica and go to the beach and all that, play beach volleyball and all that. But yeah, the Lakers were just so out of place. And even to this day, I thought, I thought for sure they would have come up with another nickname by now. I really, it's, they would it's change. iconic, though. You can't change it. That's Jerry West and Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Kobe Bryant. Now there's so much history. Yeah, it's, it's kind of late late in the game to do that. But um, I'll tell you, Dan, this is – Tennessee got we, – we have – growing up, we had the University of Tennessee. It was orange. I mean, people knew orange because University of Tennessee. Right. You guys over in California have some of the most beautiful – jerseys ever i mean you think about it the powder blue san diego chargers it should be san diego shouldn't be los angeles should be san diego chargers the eric dickerson los angeles rams oh how beautiful were they the joe montana jerry rice uh san francisco 49ers right gold yeah um the california angels when wally joiner played they were kind of gray and red. I love that. Um, yeah. Then you and go over Dodgers with the classic, with the with the classic white and blue. And oh, absolutely! With- Ramon Martinez, uh, Kurt Gibson doing uh, hitting the home run off of Dennis Eckersley, and you even go up north to, to Oakland. The the green, the green Oakland, green and yellow. Oh, how oh. that's something that I think. You you have these great stories, but the connection is made by the eyes, and you have so much uh, not only uh, history but visual history in California. It's it's almost an embarrassment of riches. Well, you know we're just fortunate. I mean, we have over ten percent of the American population in California, and and sports. When you when you think about it, okay, California produces. Um, really the best athletes well of course we do because we we have the the population to support it but um it sports is a big deal here it's it's a big industry in california and we have every level we've we've hosted the olympics more than any other state we're scheduled to host the olympics five years from now uh paris will host it next but then it's going to come back to america it's going to come back to Los Angeles again. And it's going to be hosted at, the, you know, uh, the uh, Memorial Coliseum will have the opening ceremonies and all that. So, yeah, that's a big deal. And we have it on the all levels and all kinds of crazy things have happened here. So, um, but getting back to your question. All right. You can't be outside. Oh, my gosh. No, it can be outside. I just have to have SPF 200 on. You know what? I think, you know, I, I, even though I'm going to give you two for baseball, but, but going to Oracle Park, going to San Francisco to see a day game 
and and looking at the bay and 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 just all of that, it, it, it's just unbelievable. And then you and then if you go to the south, then you've got Dodger Stadium. You have right. two fantastic baseball parks. Then you've got the Rose Bowl, okay, which has hosted everything from World Cup soccer, Olympics, and everything in between. Um, the invention of go karts. The first go karts were invented in California. And the first races or informal competitions were held in the Rose Bowl parking lot. That's in that's included in this book. <laughs> so the Rose Bowl yeah. is 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 not just football, it's so many other things. But okay, so that's okay. I got you three already. Um a sport that was invented here in California. I'll give you a hint. It includes swimming, running, and cycling. You're telling me triathlons were invented in California. Yep. The first triathlon held in America was held in San Diego. And that's included in the in the book as well. California sports astounding. The world's first triathlon was held in France, but coming to America, San Diego was the place, was the very first place, the very first triathlon held. And of course, things are <laughs> a little bit uh, more informal, but I would say um, going to the beach and and seeing, uh, you know, a triathlon event, that would be cool. That would it, be cool. Uh, I, I tend to avoid the water because that's where Jaws lives. Right, swimming, right, and then they jump out, and then they get on the bike, and then they run, and and all that. So a triathlon contest, or a surfing contest, or even another another cool thing to go to in California is uh, beach volleyball, which is very very popular here. Um, that would be a great event, something unique to California. If you're out here and you've done a couple of other things, and there's five things right there. Um, and there's many more, uh, sports that we cover. <laughs> oh, let's see. I, I have about just a few more minutes left before zoom kicks me off. So I want to run a couple things by you real quick. If I could, thank you okay. for coming on today, by the way. Thank you very much. This has been a pleasure, my friend. Uh, where can we get your book? Okay. Uh, California sports astounding. Uh, is available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And there's also a website for the book, which is CaliforniaSportsAstounding.com. I will put links. I will put links in the show notes for that. <laughs> what is your... It, it, the last question I can give you tonight is what is your most treasured moment of California history, sports history? Well, you know, there, there, there's so many and there's so many people involved here, but I, I can give you one tidbit, which I think was kind of cool, which I is so insane. Um, there was a high school basketball game here and Lisa Leslie as one of the world's greatest basketball players, but she scored 101 points in less than a half 
of a high school girls basketball game in California. That's the national record. Okay. She could have done that in her sleep. She was that good. <laughs> I mean, she was, she was beyond good. Yeah. But to do that in 16 minutes, okay. hundred I mean, that's insane. I can't get my head, wrap my head around it, but it happened. And, you know, she went to high school in Inglewood, California, um, you know, right by the airport, which is, you know, close to SoFi Stadium now, the brand new stadium and all that. But that's just one of those wild and crazy little factoids I thought you might enjoy. Mr. Dan, thank you for coming on today. Hey, Jeremy, I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, say say hi to the family. I have I've I've met them in a still photograph. Uh, maybe sometime I'll see them in a video or or live or whatever. But thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it so much. And if you ever head out to California, uh, you know, uh, please stay in touch and and let's get together. Yes, sir. If Harmony was here, we wouldn't get a word in edgewise. She she likes to talk. <laughs> well, tell tell her enjoy your evening, have fun, and and uh, we'll be in touch. Yes, sir. Thank you, and th thank y'all for listening to the Footballers Family Podcast. Bye bye. Uh, and we have a new sponsor here at the Footballers Family Podcast. It's Manscape. Support for the Footballers Family Podcast is brought to you by Manscape who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped re recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the performance package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code family at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and, oh man, is it a game changer. Inside the package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver, Revival Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and I dare say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and it also has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precision shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Now you thought that was good, but wait till you take your grooming game to another level. The Performance Package 4.0 includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Hair Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary safe skin technology, which help reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Below the Waist Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Below the Waist Toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. You go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code 
family. That's get 20% off and free shipping with code family at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool with Manscaped.